Welcome to the Start From Joy podcast by Enjoyco, where we believe lasting positive change comes from healthy emotional living. On this podcast, we host conversations with experts, influencers, and authors about how we can live emotionally well in all areas of life. Now for your hosts, Neil and Carly Samudre. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Neil. Thanks for listening to the Start From Joy podcast. So the other week, I gave a killer training on five steps to stop toxic thinking. And as I was giving this training, I was like, I need to share this with our podcast audience. So today's episode is just the recording of that training. I go through our proprietary five-step process we use to stop those pesky negative beliefs that get in the way of your best life. So if that's something you're struggling with, if you find yourself struggling with a lot of stress and anxiety that stems from toxic thinking, this is gonna be a great episode for you. So without further ado, here's that replay. I want to correct a misconception with uh, thoughts and mindset work. You know, if you're in business, Building a positive mindset, that's what a lot of people call this type of work. Building a positive mindset is about accumulating more wealth, right? Being more successful. If you're a leader, mindset talk, it gets relegated to leading through challenges and having positivity no matter what. And if you're a high performer, mindset talk is all about overcoming whatever obstacles in your way. If you're going through a trial you know, mindset talk then becomes about expecting the best. And this is all true. At the core of it, at the meat of it, this is all true about mindset work. And managing toxic thoughts is about so much more than just achieving some positive outcome in our external world. It's also about ordering. Ordering, that's a huge word. Ordering our internal world for more peace, and joy. We call this a well-managed thought life. When you can order, and order is not like just telling telling your thoughts what to do. Order is more about uh, taking this chaos and putting structure to it, adding order to it, right? So with the well-managed thought life, you know what happens? We can then become conduits of peace and joy in our families, communities, etc. And it is from this posture that we can create positive change in the world around us. So let's talk about what is a well-managed thought life. What does it look like? I'll tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean you're positive all the time. (laughs) A lot of people, they mistake mindset work as just being positive no matter what. It doesn't mean you're able to see the silver lining in all things. And this is where I believe mindset talk leads us astray. You see, a well-managed thought life means that we accept our positive and negative thoughts, both positive and negative thoughts. We accept them, but don't see them as absolute truth. So we're able to navigate them in the way that best serves us and the people around us. That's what it means to have a well-managed thought life. Basically, to put this another way, it's being able to challenge the thoughts in our head 
and then navigate our way around them in a way that best serves us and the people around us. A lot of people don't do this. A lot of people assume that the thoughts in their head are absolute truth, but they're not. They're just data. Same as emotions. We go astray when we accept our instant thoughts about the world around us as unquestioned truths, which then prompt us to react. Our thoughts, they're formed by beliefs we have, which provide us with filters through which we view the world. Again, it's not truth. It's not telling us the truth about what actually is. It's just giving us data. It's an interpretation. So in this training, I'm going to equip you with the tools to challenge your thoughts and manage them well so you can live a life of peace and joy. There's really five steps to this process we want to equip you with. It's awareness, usefulness, evidence, identify, and build. If you're ready, let's go right into the first step. So the first step is awareness. The first step in any thought work is always to gain awareness of the negative thoughts going on in your head. What is that thought that needs changing? Awareness is always the first best step. You see, when we don't, or when we accept our thoughts as truth, we don't slow down our thoughts, pause and observe them for what they actually are. Then they just become our inner dialogue. So to gain awareness, we have to slow this process in our brain and start with the truth that we, what we might think, what we think might not be true, right? So whatever thought is happening in your head, you have to start from the place of this isn't true. This might not be true. It might be true. It might not be true, right? It's data. So let's break this down in an example. Let's say you and your spouse get in an argument. Your instant thought is that your spouse always does this. <laughs> but if you slow down this thought process and don't assume it's right, you might be able to see something. You might be able to see that maybe your spouse has a point about something. And they don't always do this. You see, that's a filter that's formed from a belief you have about him or her. You see what I'm getting at? When we accept our thoughts as truth, we react to them immediately. But when we see them as data, we get clarity and awareness about what the negative thought is. We start to slow it down so that we can then start the work of challenging it. So there's actually another layer to awareness here. You see, underneath thoughts are beliefs. Repeated thoughts then become beliefs. So as you isolate the thought, it might point to a bigger belief that needs changing. You see, remember, thoughts are data. So let's talk about an example here. Um, a thought is, my spouse always does this. But the belief underneath that thought is, I can't trust my spouse or others. And here's another example. The thought is, I can't do this. But then the belief is, I don't trust myself to do hard things. You see, you have to ask yourself, what's the deeper belief underneath the thought? You might have this negative thought, but there's actually a deeper belief fueling it. 
this whole first step is about awareness, getting awareness of the thought and getting awareness of the belief. Awareness is the first best step towards change because, I mean, truth be told, you can't change what you're not aware of, right? All right. Step number two, usefulness. And this is actually um, my favorite step out of all this. Uh, And we talked about this a little bit in that podcast episode. I, I love this. But once you start to observe your thought and your belief, you know, you're going to be a te- you're going to be tempted to accept it as truth. You're going to be tempted to accept it as truth. But here's a kicker. It doesn't matter whether the thought is true or not. It doesn't. It matters whether it's useful to you or not. That's what matters. You see You might be tempted to believe that you can't trust your spouse and that's what your mind will convince you is truth. But number one, that's not truth. And number two, that thought about your spouse isn't useful. Like even if it was a little bit true, it's not useful because it's not leading you to reap the life of fullness and joy that you want. It's not useful. You see... Here's what's happening in your mind. Your mind wants you to accept your thoughts and beliefs as truth because in doing so, it doesn't have to change them, right? As extra mental labor to change beliefs. And so if you can accept your thoughts and beliefs as truth, then you don't have to go through that mental labor, which the brain is trying to conserve calories, right? It's hard work to change thoughts. So... If it's deemed as truth, then really you can't do anything about it. You don't have to change. You can just accept it for what it is. But when you shift to thinking about the usefulness of beliefs, everything changes. Because it doesn't matter whether something is true. It only matters whether it's useful. So you get to uh, engage this work of, okay, is this useful or not? Which then helps you challenge your beliefs. So here's a little exercise. Consider your negative thoughts. And as you call them up, you might feel some internal resistance to challenging them. You know, that's normal. But that resistance is really just that temptation to accept it as truth, right? Because that gives our brain certainty. But ask yourself, is having this thought useful? Does it lead me to the life I want? This helps you challenge that belief. So many people accept their thoughts and their emotions as absolute truth. But we have to start asking ourselves, is this useful? Step number three, what beliefs need to survive? This is a big one. You know how our bodies need food to survive? Well, our thought life, our beliefs, they need evidence to survive, right? Evidence is what makes our thoughts repeat until they become beliefs. Beliefs are just repeated thoughts. So we need evidence in order for thoughts to become beliefs. So have you ever heard this old saying, uh, the wolf that wins is the one you feed? (laughs) I don't know if you've heard that old saying, uh, but this applies to our thought life. If there's a thought that's not serving you, you need to starve it of evidence. 
there's a thought that's not serving you. You need to starve it of evidence. So how do you do this? If there's a thought you pinpoint as not being useful to you, there's this temptation to just not think it, to stop thinking it. But this is really a futile exercise. You can't really just stop thinking about something. And we talked about this in uh, the podcast episode, but trying to stop your thinking is like trying to not think about the white bear. <laughs> we talked about the white bear example, right? That was an experiment um, that researchers did where they told people not to think about a white bear and then they thought about it more. That's what happens when we accept this temptation to stop thinking about something. We end up thinking about it more. So instead, let the thought naturally flow. Allow it to exist in your mind, right? So if you notice a negative thought in your mind, don't say, oh, I need to like just stop thinking that. Say, okay, there, there it is. There's that negative belief. I'm going to let it exist. But realize this. You don't have to give energy to the thought. You can let the thought flow, but it doesn't need you to pay attention to it, right? You can make a choice to not let the thought take hold. So let me break this down. You don't, you do not want to not trust your partner. You want to trust him or her. So when the thought comes up in your head that you can't trust him or her, let the thought exist, but don't feed it anymore, right? Don't give it any of your energy in your mind. Simply say, I don't need to listen to that thought because I know it's not 100% true. When thoughts are given your energy, they take life. They stick around until they become beliefs. You can challenge them by not giving them any of your energy. There's another layer to this as well. It's gratitude. You want to replace those thoughts with the positive beliefs. They also need evidence, right? Negative beliefs need evidence to survive. Positive beliefs need evidence to survive. That evidence is gratitude. This is where gratitude comes in. Gratitude starts to shape your thinking to pay attention to the good. You know, if you look up research on joy, you know, gratitude is a huge part of joy. It's the delight piece that allows us to savor and celebrate all that's good. Because we have brains that pay a disproportionate amount of attention to negative things in order to protect us, we have to consciously and actively reorient our mind to counter our negativity with gratitude. It takes practice. Step number four, identify. Now it comes the important part. What do you actually want to believe? It's kind, of, it's kind of interesting because, you know, there's five steps here, but you don't really get to the positive belief that you want to have until the step four, right? Steps one through three are all about awareness and clarity, right? Because that's a lot of the legwork here, right? That's the big lift that needs to happen <laughs> is getting clear about the negative belief and then starting to challenge it. But now comes the important part where you actually label Okay, what do I actually want to believe? We need to identify the belief we want to take hold in our brain. You know, what is it? 
So consider writing this belief down in your journal or on a sticky note somewhere, because what needs to happen is that it needs to be externalized, right? And it needs to be identified and externalized. And then once you identify that positive belief, um, take it for a test drive. Here's what I mean by that. Ask yourself, if I fully believed this, how would I feel? You know, in the same way that you uh, question the usefulness of negative thoughts, you have to take your positive beliefs and consider the fruit of trying them on. Like, what's the result? In other words, if you truly believed this empowering thought, what would your life look like? What would be the fruit of this thought? Here's what this does. The reason why thoughts become beliefs is because the thought produces an emotional reaction, right? And that signifies to the thought, okay, there must be some truth behind this because I feel strongly about it. So the thought repeats and becomes a belief. So if we were to take a step back, uh, what we see with this is that feeling your thoughts is important for them to take hold, right? The reason thoughts, again, repeat is because we feel strongly about them. And so as we consider, like, what's the fruit of believing this thought? You feel an emotion. And that's how it starts to take hold. Feeling your thoughts is so important. So as you identify a positive belief that you want, you might sit with that during some journaling time and say, okay, like, this is giving me joy. This is giving me so much peace. And I want to carry this feeling with me. This becomes important for the next step. Here's the fifth and final step. Build. Build. So this is quite possibly the most important shift we have to make when it comes to changing our thoughts. You see, a lot of us believe that our thoughts and beliefs are dictated to us from our environment, right? It's kind of an outside-in approach. But here's the thing, you know, our thoughts and beliefs are not dictated to us from our environment. In other words, we get to choose our thoughts and beliefs. We get to choose what's in our heads. We get to shape them. We get to decide what takes real estate in our minds. So instead of letting the world dictate what's in our heads, right, we have to make the jump to shaping what's in our heads to build the world we want around us. So instead of this outside-in approach, we have to then shift to an inward-out approach, meaning as I create the thoughts in my head, I'm shaping the world around me versus I am interpreting the world around me. Make sense? Too many people treat this the other way around. But think of it this way. If our thoughts create emotions, which then create actions and then behavior, uh, then our thoughts are critical pieces to changing the world around us. So we have to start with our thoughts. We have to stop letting our thoughts be reactions to our world and circumstance and instead be diligent in shaping them to create our world and circumstances. So 
How do you do this? How to build the life you want with thoughts. Once you consider the positive fruit of your new beliefs, you have to create the conditions where you feel that fruit and provide evidence to your new belief. So for instance, if you want to believe you're worthy of relationships, the fruit of that belief is to feel belonging and love in your community. So then start with that. Building is the act of then creating the scenario where you feel those emotions. So as you think about your thoughts, you you want to believe that you're worthy of relationships. And as you start to feel that, you feel love and belonging. Then you have to create the scenarios where you feel that feeling again. For example, um, one way to do this, you could probably reach out to friends and spend more time in community. We are in charge of building the evidence for positive beliefs we want to embody. That's our job, our responsibility. Instead of letting your brain uh, find all ev- all the evidence to fuel your negative beliefs on autopilot, you have to be diligent in taking the actions that become evidence for your positive beliefs. All this to say, we have agency to create the life we want. And part of this work begins in having a well-managed thought life. So, recap. Here's the five-step process for building a well-managed thought life. It's awareness, you know, getting clarity about the thoughts and beliefs in our head. Usefulness, which is then taking a step towards challenging the thought. It's saying, is this thought useful for me or not? Then evidence, which is about starving the negative thought of evidence it needs to survive, but also start gathering evidence for positive beliefs, which is gratitude. Identify, which is about literally identifying the positive belief you want. And then build, which is where you build the scenarios that support that positive belief and emotion. This work is by no means easy, but managing our minds is how we create the life we want and end these spirals of anxiety, fear, and negativity. So here's my homework for you. Commit to going through this process in your journaling and processing time. Uh, Go through this process. Get clarity on those beliefs that you want to change and start to challenge them and identify the beliefs you want. Go through this in your journaling and processing time, and you'll start to build the fulfilling life you want. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Start From Joy podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you want to keep the joy going, join the happiest newsletter on the internet, The Joy Letter, and get free wallpapers when you join. Just head to enjoycowellness.com for more information. Until next time.